Spread the fire, ha! When this come for burn all fast, lead on our media We feel like them can't surround the revolutionary soldier Ha! Welcome to another episode of Jesse I Interviews, recorded and edited once again on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Boon people of the Kulin Nation, so-called Melbourne, Australia. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Firstly, I want to shout out the patrons of the podcast, Armageddon Time, Empress Irie, Ben Comerford, Tom Tanuki and Daniel Big Man Ting. While the financial support is awesome, the in-principle support was even more important this month and it really helped me to get this podcast out. Now I feel a sense of obligation to keep them coming, which is a good thing. Sometimes I need a little extra pressure. It's pretty easy to just put things off for another week. But if you've been enjoying the podcast and you're in a position to support it with a few bucks, you can do so at www.patreon.com forward slash jesse underscore i jesse underscore interviews. I'll put the link up in the show notes as well. This episode features an interview from my third trip to Jamaica back in 2004. This features one of my favourite artists at the time, Anthony B. I think my enthusiasm comes across pretty clearly in this recording. This was recorded at the back of the Jar Freedom recording studio in The Grill on Jamaica's western coast. On this trip I was travelling with an Australian producer, Jake Savona, aka Mr Savona, who many will know from his internationally acclaimed Havana Meets Kingston project. At this time, he was more of a budding producer, really, and this was his first trip to Jamaica. Also, his first attempt at working with Jamaican artists, as opposed to the local Australian artists he'd mainly worked with before this. Basically, I came along on the trip to help him get in touch with Jamaican artists to voice on his rhythms and to handle all the negotiations. Although it would have made things much easier to work from Kingston as a base, we decided to stay in the grill and work out of Jar Freedom Studio purely because our friend Ranking Yoni was working there as an intern of sorts and we were able to stay at his place for free. I slept on the floor for two weeks. Good times. It actually was good times. It was a lot of fun. We managed to link a lot of artists in that time despite being away from the hustle and bustle of Kingston. I'm not a huge fan of Negril generally. Too many scammers and hustlers for my liking. But it was pretty nice to be able to just walk a few hundred metres and go for a swim at the end of a recording session. Jake managed to come away from this trip with some great recordings too. You can find the fruits of his labours from this trip on his album Melbourne Meets Kingston. One thing I enjoy about this recording is the sounds of Evening Jamaica, the distinctive insect noises in particular. You can also hear the voice of Steve, the owner of Jar Freedom, when someone rings for Anthony B on a landline. This was in the days before cell phones. I'd forgotten about how hard it was to make contact with different people back in these days. So right now, Jesse I interviews Anthony B. Negril, Jamaica in 2004. Yes, right now I'm at Jar Freedom Recording Studio in Negril, Jamaica with none other than the original fireman, Anthony B. Give thanks. Blazing, burning. Yes, King, it's an honor to have you with us here on Chantdown Babylon. Um, we've been playing your music from, for as long as the radio show's been going and a pure fire. And uh, I, I should say that a couple of weeks back before we left Australia, we did a special on crime and corruption and no other artist had as many big tunes dealing with the subject as Anthony B. So I want to say maximum respect. Maybe you can talk a little bit about um, about why you know why you speak about these issues like crime and corruption so much. It's so important. Because I think for me, first and foremost, music is like the alphabet. You understand? For kids, it's like education. Right. Like a tool, like a book and a pencil, or a classroom. You understand? The first, before any kid know their subject or before they know the English language or before they know the science or the maths, they know music, True. they know songs. Yeah, they know the heartbeat, they know before, the heartbeat anything before anything else. 
You understand? That's not something that the parents teach them. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times they sing songs, the parents would say, where you hear that from? You understand? So to me, music is a very great instrument of influence. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to use it with a positive sense. You understand? So yes. for me, I want to be somebody with a purpose. You understand? Not a rebel without a cause. Right. So that's why I keep my music like this. Keep it like this. Because I'm always a conscious, positive person, even before I enter reggae music. Right. Feel. As I always say, if I'm a mason or a captain, I would still be a rasta man. See. I would still be a conscious person. Right. And I'm not a reggae dread, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, I usually like to start my interviews at the beginning. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about where you were born, what, what life was like growing up as a youth. Well, I was born in a parish called Chilani. You understand? Which is the cockpit country of Jamaica. Right. You understand? Famous warrior like Kojo, which is the maroon. Yeah, yeah. These people. You understand? It's a farming parish, yam and banana. Right. Carry water upon your head. Standpipe. You understand? Yeah. Lutching, as we call, outside bathroom. Yeah. You walk like half a mile from your house. You understand? So they grew up with that lifestyle. Get up, get bring water before you go to school in the morning. You would have to go to the hills and look broom. Right. We eat the sweep yard. You understand? So we grew up with a farming lifestyle. Going on the farm, grow up have your own farm, plant your own yam, plant your banana. You understand? Migrate to Kingston. At when was that? How old were you when you went to Kingston? Well, young age, I thought say 11, 12, right. 13 in those age. Yep. You understand? So that may be known in 1988. So what took you to Kingston? Well, to live with one of my uncle. Just right. better life and betterment. Because the country, as I said, the country is, is more laid back. Yep. You understand? Obviously the country, if you want to explore, if you want to become something, if you want to go to college, you have to go into the city. If you want to go to high school for a better education, you have to go into the city. Right. You understand? So I think that's what brings me to Kingston. Right. Opportunity. So what, what, uh, what was it like moving to Kingston as a teenager? When did you start getting involved with music and everything? Well, moving to Kingston, the total different lifestyle is that you don't bring water no more. Mm. I stand in a farm no more, you know, you have water in your house, you have inside bar too. I stand, you would see different type of thing. Yeah. Violence in the country would be like two mm. men fight and stone and fist somebody fist guns yeah. in the city. You're not going to sit in the yeah, you see guns, yeah, right. which you know, see it with police, you see it with person, but they say, my gun this, mm. it look unreal to you, you say, you own gun. You understand, so it's a totally different lifestyle. But getting to the music is like growing up in Portmore, Portmore is this new community, just coming together, yeah. just new people from all over people from different co- parish, people from in the city, people from the different ghettos coming together in this community. So it's coming together, creating your own vibes. You, know? you have to try to create this corner. So you find youth and youth come together, sit on a tree at even time. Nothing to do because it's a new community. Right. Road just finished. Yep. Shop is also the only thing you have is like corner shop. So we would start up a little thing called Ghetto Show, which is like a greatest show on earth, like a little two-box sound system. And you put that out on the street side and make like a like a little board stage and start the DJ right there till the crowd start to build. You'll find a hundred, two hundred till thousands of people. Right. Then you'd find big star in those days like Shabarang, Supercat. Mm. Those artists would come through. You understand? Shakademus, players, all those artists till it become famous. Yeah. Become like this. You understand? This event that people look to every Wednesday night. Right. And so that's where I start making my name. You understand? Because I was also a part founder of this event. And people start to look to me. I would be like the closing act every night, no matter who come for me, sing it, finish. You understand? So that's how the vibe started out. You understand? In Where did it go from there? Well, we go to Jewsland now, start to go into a studio, Black Scorpio studio. Black Scorpio was the first producer to voice you? 
No, black. There's a producer called Wizard. Oh, but Epic Studio. No, he came to a studio called Sonic Sound. You remember a label called Wizard label? Right. His no, name no, is no. Sid. He put out a song with Mega Bantan and Ricky General. Right. In those days, called Remix. What they do? Like Ricky General, Mega Bantan do a lot of song and Red Dragon. So what year is this like? This is like or? this is like maybe ninety one, ninety two. Right, right. Understand? But. Yeah. Those songs, there's a song called Poor Life It's No Nice. I did an act song with Little Devon. But Little Devon is a person who take me now to Black Scarpe Studio. Right. Start going to Black Scarpe Studio and I meet Richard Bell, which is Star Trail and yeah. that's how the hookup come. Right. I start the voicing for Star Trail, then I start the voicing for Black Scarpe. Okay. We were just going to Scarpe Studio, but you wouldn't get the chance to go into Scarpe voicing room and vice. Same, same, same. You just hang out there looking, to, that, that, that would be like your little garden. Okay. Where you go and sow your seed and hoping that it grow, you know? yeah. yeah. So what was the first tune that you actually that you actually voiced and, and got released? Well, the first song that got released for me is a song called Brazil Dance. That's 1994. Okay. Brazil win the World Cup. I did a song called Brazil right. Dance. Rock them pamper and those time the, the big rhythm in Jamaica at that time was a cardiac rhythm. Beanie man. Got to dance, a beanie fine again. Understand? Two foul of me, yeah. Those, that rhythm was the rhythm at the moment. Right. So I go on that rhythm and I did a song. That's the first rhythm I get a song. And it's called Jump Up and Prance. Right? Them like a baby with the Brazil dance. Understand? Then Future Trouble did a song called I, 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 O. <laughs> in that same year, 94, coming like to December. Yeah. Understand? And I did a counteraction for that song. Understand? And then Jump, Cook, Sniff Coker come from Bellevue, coming from the Rasta about I, 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 O. And that song is a song now that started get me going all around the dance yeah. in future trouble counteract my song with a song call Hong Kong me born and a China me live and I used to originate the Karachi business you understand yeah. then I did a song named Karachi man who is you and it was like every promoter was calling for me and future trouble for me to go and that's the first time I go on Sunsplash yeah, right. that's the first yeah. time I go on Steam but we didn't actually clash but I get a chance to go on the show as a young artist mm. and did tremendously well you understand at that time I built a song called Repentance Time which it wasn't on record at that. Yeah. But I do it on the stage show. I'm so baptized, born picky, I'm baptized, being yeah. man. Yeah. And that song now, like, it, it yeah. m m mash up every event. Then I record it for Star Trail. And that's the first song. Come on. Right. The second song come out for me now on Star Trail label. Right. And after that, I did a song called One Thing I Can Do, One Thing I Can Say. And that song on Earth Day Art come out and start to play in the dance. Right. Then I did it for Ricky Trooper and Kilimanjaro. And yeah. that's 95. When Kilimanjaro and King had this clash in right. Portmore. And so, and those tunes went on to the Real Revolutionary album on Star Trail, right? Yeah. yeah. That was, for me, that was the first one that, where I ever heard Anthony B. Was that, was that an album, was that the album that broke you into Yeah, that's the first album right. that broke Anthony. That's my first album ever, and that's okay. Album. First album. Right. The second album I did after that was called Universal Struggle. Right, right, right. Which is the second Star Trail album. Yeah. The tunes like One Back. And yeah. It's a universal struggle. Yeah. You don't have to say yes. Yeah, it's a big album. Storm winds are blowing everywhere. And from there, you've just released album after album. Yeah, the third album was Seven Seals. Yep. That's the album we got. For the bag of people, you make us so far. You understand? Yeah. And you've, you've worked with um, VP, released a lot of those. We work with a lot of other labels as well, right? Yeah, and um, I believe you just signed a, a deal with Universal now. Yeah, I, I signed Togetherness Record. Yep. And then we did this album with Togetherness Record. We shop it and get a deal from Universal Record. The album is called Untouchable. Right. Understand? So I'm now signed to Togetherness and Universal Record. Yeah. 
So how's it been um, as a Jamaican artist that, that came up um, in the music business in Jamaica and Kingston to have really busted reggae music internationally? Um, like you were talking earlier about um, artists like Burning Spear that have always commanded a certain amount of respect, well deserved, the history and the music, but now you're at a level where you're, you're drawing just as many people all over Europe and all over the world. How does that feel as a Jamaican artist who have taken the music so far and have a new generation of reggae fans listening to your music? Well, as we always say about this music, you know, the pioneers like Bob Marley and Burning Spear and Peter Touch, Jacob Miller, Jimmy Cliff, mm. those people who you would see like the people who lay the subways. Mm. Those people were blasting those rocks and those mountains to create this train line. You understand? Like yeah. those people were fighting to invent you understand aviation so we could fly around the world. So yeah. these are what these people are to the music. So for me you now it's a little bit easier because the mar a market is set up, an infrastructure is set up. Mm. As you understand it's already popular. The music is popular. It's just for you to come with the proper music. That's a, that, that's the people are looking for from reggae music yeah. and it would take effect because Bob Marley take music to the highest level, he take it right to the Hall of Fame mm -hmm. and that's the highest music can go, sky's the limit and Bob Marley reach there so to have somebody from your genre of music as a legend it's great for the music because mm -hmm. there's many genres of music in the world that don't create a legend, that yeah. don't create a superstar you understand, the reggae creates so much that's right you understand, so I think it's easier, Sean Paul now is doing a very great work, Shab already set that pattern, super cat, you understand, mm. those people lay those foundations, so when Sean Paul come up, people could say, oh, it's like another Shabarangs, yeah. Elephant Man, oh, it's like another Shabarangs, so those patterns are set, you understand, so those things going on, like Yellow Man, yeah. you understand, so. Well, I want to ask, with those artists, obviously Bob Marley um, took pure Rasta reggae to the whole world, but the artists that have come up recently, like from Shabaranks and Supercat to Sean Paul now, the artists that are having big international success right now aren't coming with a Rasta message. It's a different thing. Where do you reckon the Rasta, the Rasta thing fits into the, the bigger commercial picture worldwide? Well, looking at Bob Marley, tremendous success. Bob Marley have a genius behind him who break Bob Marley. You understand? So there's a lot of music around like Bob Marley, but there's not a lot of genius to come and to present is the right way. So yeah. a record label can come and sign a reggae artist, but does he know how to market this artist's music to paint a picture? Mm. What sometimes it's more about the artist that can sell the music sometimes than about the music. Mm. Sometimes it's more about the music than the artist that can sell the music. You understand? So sometimes you need to figure and draw a line in between there. Yeah. Where maybe if you come and you market an artist as a true Rastafarian, then he can sell the record after people get into overstand the music. Mm. Then maybe if you come and market the music first, then maybe people get to overstand with this person. Mm. But I think the, the, the clash is, is how much person is willing to stand up and be the Chris Blackwell to make that sacrifice. Mm. You understand? And the type of music that break Bob Marley international, figure them out. They are music that, Rasta music, but they are simple music. Mm. You understand? Which the, the simple mind people who love these music wouldn't just see it as Rasta music. Right. A music like One Love would be an anthem of the world, True. not just be a Rasta music. True. So Bob Marley sing music in such a simplifying manner that that's what take it across. Right. It's not just the Rasta message yeah, yeah. in the music. And when people in reggae music who's marketing reggae music can see that, then I think the music will go. Right. Than just looking for yeah, a Rasta artist, not just that. Universal message. 
the first video I see on TV over the world for Bob Marley. It's one love. Yeah. It's a lot of different children playing yeah. in New York in the street. It's nothing to do with chanting around and I bring you fire. Yeah. Understand? If they're going to come and market you now as a Rasta artist, this is the way they would market you. Chanting around and bring you fire. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't take you, put you on top of the world with all these different children, all these different country, showing this is the purpose of what. This is what you're about. Mm -hmm. Chris Blackwell, Tag Bob Marley, this is what he's about. One love, bringing all these people together. So then people would say, oh, we need a person like that in the world, man. You understand? Mm -hmm. So it's more about what he's about. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's always an interesting area. And obviously you have music that deals with all, all everything. type of issue. From, from girls to ganja. Okay, to so you can put out an album and a record company is trying to market this album. Yeah. But maybe if they pick a song of the album and a strong topic mm. of a song that maybe can market that song, but then that song can create something. Yeah. And I think that's a route. Chris Blackwell take it, Bob Marley. You understand? He yeah. picked pints and topics and album. Bob Marley album was like Catch a Fire. This is a lighter, your flash. Catch a Fire. Yeah. See, look at that. The, the marketing the, from the, yeah. the marketing yeah. strategy. Yeah. Back in those days. You yeah. understand? So yeah, if, it's a different if, level now, exactly. but it's the same principle it's behind same it. Same principle yeah. behind it. You understand? So yeah. I think that's what we need. That's what we need. Yeah. Well, I want to ask about the the revolutionary side of the lyrics because. Um, Obviously, you can present any any types of lyrics in the right way, and it can work. But the revolutionary side of the music, there's um, there's a lot of us that that is what inspires us. And certain types of topics won't get played on commercial radio. And even in Jamaica, I know you've had enough tunes be banned over the years. Won't won't get played. So you see, then it's not just us. They see what Bob Marley can do with that music. Mm -hmm. So it's like this: something is new to the world. Give it a run and see what it can do. Now we see what this can do. Mm. We cannot let this thing grow. See? So the world is here and I say, yeah, there's nobody who is doing it like Bob Marley. There's a lot doing it like Bob Marley, but they would not give you that breathing space like Bob Marley. We can't allow another person to come who say, Haile Selassie is the Almighty, to be powerful, that he can go to America and pull 20 million people, to tell these 20 million people that Haile Selassie is God, no, 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 we can't allow that. Give them a little thing. Let them go around and do what they do. But, mm. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So, it's a barrier. True. And it can be broken. But with diplomacy. See, so, so we ask the fans in reggae music to sit and look at diplomacy and look where we can break this barrier and try to focus on artists who's trying to use diplomacy to break the barrier because to break these barriers sometimes... I'm all about Rastafarian. My life is about Rasta. My God is Alice Selassie. If I break the barrier singing a song that, yeah, I love you, girl. I'm still a Rasta man. Mm. What I stand for is more stronger. If I have 50 million fans, I'm a stronger person than a person with 10,000 fans. If I get 50 million fans, I do more work for Rastafari than a person who do a work at getting 10,000 fans. Yep. You understand? So it's diplomacy. Alice Selassie, I teach I have diplomacy. Understand when Selassie was going to meet the Queen, he dressed a different way from he was going to meet Kennedy. Mm. Understand? This is the king who prays. This is the king who we study. Yeah. His lifestyle and his literature. This is how we live our life. So a lot of people out there they know the music, but they don't know the king. We praise. So that's what true a lot of people think sometimes you are you, on the right track. Which you're on the right track. But we can't get up every day and war every day. You understand? Mm. Our king is not just a warrior. 
understand he's also a peacemaker he's the prince of peace also right. our king is the greatest lover Ayla Selassie is the only leader in the world that ever gets his throne to sit on and when they say his queen cannot sit beside him he give up his throne and say without my empress crown I cannot sit down so all of these principles is in the principle of Rastafara it's not just get up and say you burn the leaders there's many different aspects yeah. there's economical different aspects yeah. you understand there's literature there's education through my music I try to teach youth and you cannot only teach a youth by the saying well this child, be a revolutionary. You have to teach them sometime why you even go and go ahead and destroy and say, burn that. See, like if a man say, yeah, burn Jesus and stop there. You find a million people want to kill him. Mm. But if him say, burn Jesus and this is the reason why, then you would have to spend the time and listen. Yeah. Think understand? about what he's saying. Think about what he's saying. See, you understand? So that's where in, in music is now. The music is at an explanation level now where it's going through a lot of different phases because that's what Isla Selassie's life is about. A lot of different stages. Yeah. Understand? A lot yeah. of different phases. Yeah. Right now, the biggest problem in Rastafari eyesight is the economical development of black people. You understand? It's not even a social development again. Nor a governmental development. It's an economical development. We have to start to learn now to do like other communities do. Like the Chinese community, like the white community, like the Indian community, like the Asian community. And how we are going to do that? If we only teach through the revolutionary eyes, then love now and go get the anchor the way we want it to. Right. You understand? If me, for me to be truly revolutionary, I have to be truthful. Truthful and to be bold. That means I can't leave no spot. I can't leave no turn. No partiality. That's a revolutionary song. Mm. You understand? When my black brother hear a revolutionary song, there is no chance for him now to sit and look at nobody with a loving eye. Because in revolution is memory. Mm. And in memory, there's a lot of things that will come up with your sour and bitter. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> so if we want to get love across now, what, what sometimes we have to do is ignore a lot of things. You understand? You don't forget about it. Mm. But you pass it for a while and I look for a different solution because we're searching for love. And we tried this already. So we could try our next door because Bob Marley said one door closed, many more open. See? Same. So we, we knocked this revolutionary door so long that we're we not the love door now. You understand? So yeah. that's how we do right now. Trying to get the music across, sell some more music. Yeah. You understand? I think that's what stopped Rasta music. All of us come with one aim to sing about Rastafari and it will sell. None of us come with the aim, with the business aim. Right. Bob Marley was a man with that aim. Looking back at his life, he was a businessman. True. Great, great businessman also. See? So yeah. I think that's where we have to start search now to build ourselves more powerful yeah. as Rasta singers and as Rasta musicians and as Rasta fearers, where the business is concerned. Red, green and gold boop is selling everywhere. It's a Rasta thing. It's a Rasta color. It's being worn by Rasta. Mm. But who is making the money off of it? Mm. Because Rasta look at it like nothing. Because if Rasta say, well, if I put it in a business and I look for money, it will look like I deal with vanity. No. But we need economical development because we have generations and generations that to, to come. You understand? So that is the part where we have to work on now. Right. So you don't see any problem mixing religion and money? Because to me, one problem, when you look at the, the established church, it's all about collection play. Going no, past. but you see, religion is something that was made by man, you know. Mm. And money is something that was made by man. 
scene. So anything that was made by man, did they go together? Right. You understand? Because if you listen to now, religion and money. If you even go back to where reading about Christ, the church built they, they said they built the church to worship Christ. You understand? Mm. But in the Bible, they say Christ went to Jerusalem and destroyed the church. Because there was gambling in the church and there was offering, collecting in the church. Mm. That's not. So even even this the Christ that the church was created to worship burned the church. You understand? Yes. So it's a business. But listen to this. All of us have a conscience. Mm. You understand? Which that's what let us sleep. If you don't want to sleep, do something bad that is not right on your conscience. And three, four days, you wonder, oh, you will never sleep. You don't tired. You don't want to sleep. You're uncomfortable. Somebody's going after you to kill you. I don't know this person wants to kill you. Your conscience still. So if you turn your turn, you, 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 you feel like you can't sleep because you're tormented. You understand? So it's the same thing. These people now, rich millionaires, wake up, you'll find yourself with 350 billion pounds. One son is already rich. 25 business place, 10 palace. And you drive through your community. There's a hundred thousand people on the street, homeless, hungry. Mm. See? But you wouldn't give those people one million dollars. He's a man that makes 70 billion every day. Mm. You wouldn't go and say, well, one million could be like a plaza for these people mm. and set them up. You would take the 20 million and put yourself in a rocket and sail to space for 170 million a trip just to go and look. Yeah. You understand? After you do that now, no, looking at these people in the street, you can't sleep. You know? So you have to create a place where you can go and bury these conscience mm. to feel good about yourself. That's what the church is about. For these rich people to feel good about themselves. So this is where they go and donate. They, anything they got to give to the poor, they donate it to the church and the church let them look good. When you come and you feel bad, the father will say, Oh, I pray for you, man. Don't worry about that, man. God will wash away all those sins, man. Mm. See? So the, the, the church is the conscience box. Mm. And the whole time the Bible says it's easier for a rich man to pass through the eye of a needle than to enter the gates of Zion. That's why they got to create a church. Mm. Because they realize say, it's easier to go to the eye of a needle mm. than to go to the gate of Zion. So yeah. they cannot go to Zion. So where they got to go? Church. church. So that's their own Zion. Yeah. You understand? Because the rich man is not going to give up. If rich man and his money shall not depart. You know? So, him not leave his money for go Zion. So, him create his own Zion. You understand? Yeah. He won't leave his money to go heaven. So, he's building his own heaven. If you go there in moon, go there in Jupiter, go there in Mars. Anywhere you can find an Zion, make it, man. You understand? Because the earth laws is just like God laws. If you realize, these natural, people, also. these people, scientists, they study life the cycle of life and that's how they build their laws they don't just come up with a law you understand mm. lawmakers is not people that just come up with a law and say this is illegal they study the cycle you understand yeah and they they go by the cycle they create they, the timetable by the cycle they create julius caesar and these people when they were creating these time codes you know, and all of these calendars they study the time mm. They know the sunrise there, there. They know the moonrise there, there. They know. So they study the cycle. And that's how they create everything. That's why what is in the cycle of life? Numbers. There is no name in the code of, in, of science. You know? 
is all numbers, mm -hmm. numbers and colors, numbers, colors and sound. See what the world is going through right now. Right now, yeah, war. numbers, numbers, colors and sound. That's okay. what that's what the war is about. Eh? Okay. Everybody in the world have to have beer and number. You cannot go to Iraq and tell these people that. No, these people name is being here for the last three million years. Uh, my name name Dung Dang Dung Dang Dung Dang. It is handed down. I'm Dung Dang Dung Dang 17. Yeah, right. Zin Dang Dang Ding Dang Dang 35. Mm. These people not changing their name for nothing. How can we change their name? Eh? Change their constitution. Change their government. Jamaica got a social security number, you know? Yeah. You understand? We have a social security yeah, number yeah. in Jamaica, which is the TRN. Close for him. You understand? You want to pause this one second? It's close for you. Fifth time. Oh. Some of you, you told me you were going to be here. Call back, no, I'm going to interview. He's still doing an interview. He said, call him back. All right, no problem. Let's wait till he stops speaking because it'll come up in his mind. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of um, speaking of the scientists and everybody coming up with laws, politicians, why they ban? If they've studied nature and natural things, why have they banned herb? Well, because you see, herbs, herb is one of the best resources known to man. Mm. You understand? If herb is legal, all of us rich. Because herbs can make hail, herbs can make soap. Herbs can make clothes. Herbs can make so much things mm. to make money from. Even just food. Even just normal food. You understand? Mm. So, we cannot allow us something like this that we cannot control to grow. Because if it's legal enough, that means we cannot control the growth of it. Who makes the money of what's illegal? Who makes the money? Of what's illegal. <laughs> what's, uh, what's legal? Government. What's, what's illegal? Tax. Yeah, what's illegal? Who makes the money of what's illegal? All kinds of people. No. What do you say? The people who make the laws. They make the money of what's illegal. They create the laws. That means... Explain. They're saying coke is coming from Colombia. Mm. So they create the border between Colombia and America. But they would never say coke is coming from Venezuela. So they don't create a border there. And they take the money from Venezuela, lock down Colombia. <laughs> so is it who create the laws? Mm. You understand? Yeah. These, these are the people it benefits, you know. These are the people it benefits. Yeah. The little man who go out there and, and sell his drugs yeah. and sell it, they can watch you for a hundred years. Mm. They don't care about you. Whenever they want you, they get everything you got. Right. So true. if you sell a, a billion pound of coke, they can take it when they want. Whenever they come for you, it's yeah. theirs. Right. You understand? Yeah, totally. So, whatever. Marijuana was illegal. It was made illegal because of New York. Some may have New York and America. America is, yeah. the, is the country that made marijuana illegal. Yeah, I read that. You understand? Mm -hmm. Marijuana wasn't something. Marijuana was the best thing back in the days because ship. Ship used to use marijuana to make rope. Yep. Best yep. rudder rope for, for ship. Strongest used to make by, So they used to manufacture these things. Mm. You understand? But now that different aviation start and they find different resources. They make it illegal. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, illegal, there was no, America is not a country with an empire. America is like England and France where 
monarchy and riches and down to these people from the f 12 centuries or from 2,000 years ago. Yes. You understand? America is a corporate America monarchy. America is a corporate monarchy. That means if there is nothing illegal in this country, there is no money. Mm. The first wealthy family in America is of illegal liquor. So this is how the country built. Mm. You understand? Yeah. This, all, these, all these rich families is of what's illegal. Yeah. They are the lawmakers. They are the influence. They are the sponsors of these presidents mm. and the schools. The whales and the, all these big schools, the Harvard, they are the makers of these schools. Yeah. They donate the lands and the space and they keep these schools running. So the new president, they grow him. Every new leader, they grow him. They know him. They groom him. They influence him. He know their influence and what they can do. When he's in power, these people, he bow to them. Yeah. Take a look at George Bush, the man's a monkey. He's a puppet. He can't he do nothing else because there's richer people than you and they create this presidency for you. Whenever you get powerless, they put somebody else there. Right. It's a district of Columbia around America, man. It's a corporate country, it's a business. And not every organization have a president, they have a chair board. True. Because Jabush Bush is the president of America, not the president of Jamaica. Jamaica is part of America. Mm. Jamaica is North America and South America, you know. One country, you know. Even, even down in Australia, we're, in a separate, Australia. we're a separate continent. We are our own continent, but we still follow America. We might as well, the way it's going. <laughs> Understand? So I just I'm a manipulation of the human principle, man. You understand? Yeah. And what's natural. All right, we're taking it back, talking about the the fire earlier and, and lyrically, blazing the fire. And um, obviously, Rasta must come with fire. But I know your lyrics dealing with police in a, in a country like Jamaica, which leads the world in extrajudicial killings. Police kill more people here than anywhere else in the world. So I've read. So for a man like you to speak about what's going on with the police, do you ever feel nervous? Do you feel like you're putting your own neck on the line? Well, never feel nervous. No, no, no work, you know, because we burn the authority bigger than police, which is right. the prime minister and the opposition. Yeah. Yeah. Even cops stop me and a cop stop me in watch and he must say, well, any day lock up me, he will get a medal. Mm. And he will be one of the most rewarded police. Yeah. He's going to jump. A lot of police are jumping in the year because yeah. they want to hold a man like me. I'll bet. You understand? But... The work have to be done. You understand? And the reason why you hear a lot of my songs them stand out because a lot of things entertain and know about it, you know. But they won't speak about it. Right. You understand? Yeah. Because no forward, no night. No rail up, no night. No hype, no night. I was a show tonight and we can't have food for no man. Piss me right now. See? Yeah. So that's how you find certain songs, just me sing it. You understand? Mm. There's, there's issues right now plaguing the business. Right now in this time, and you will never hear nobody speak about it. Yes, yeah, true. You understand? Not even interview about it. Mm. They will never talk about it mm. because that's the way they are. They will wait for you to just see. Well, one thing I heard was after Jacuwa got locked up, I heard that it was police, government framed him for certain things that he'd been saying, not just on records but at stage shows as well. Have you heard anything about that? You don't know if there's any truth in that? Well, I don't really know. Right. I was on tour when. When All this go down with Jakura. Right. Mm. I understand. But the only thing I can say is freedom for Jakura. Mm. But so if I go down, you like that for the road. Mm. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Too much gunman the road. We are shoot people. If you are singer, we are just a singing and singing their prison. Mm. Right. Well um Okay. I just I wanted to ask you, um 
obviously you've come to Jeff Freedom today to do some work with uh, with Jake here from Australia. It's the first time an Australian artist has ever, or Australian producer has ever come over to work with Jamaican artists. Um, how can you, can you tell us a little about how it was working with his rhythm? Well, it's a jar, you know, rhythm. Mm. It's very hype. We give it 100% right now in Jamaica. Yeah. It's going good. I understand. It's an honor. It's always an honor because it's always an honor to try something new. Mm. I understand. And help build bridges between two countries. Great, great honor. I give thanks. I understand, man. So, we're saying to everybody in Australia, keep loving reggae music. And remember, Anthony B is for real. No meal deal. I understand. We're not just singing to make some money out of the music. But we're singing for a purpose and a reason. Everything we're saying comes from our heart and our deepest thought. We think about what we sing before we start to sing. Meditate upon what we sing before we sing. Understand? But we got to sing a lot about the ladies because we can't let the ladies around the world feel like Rasta music is just a man thing. You understand? It's just a king thing. Yeah, it's a king and queen thing. I listen to say, I say, it's him and her. Her and him, king and a queen. You understand? So you don't know that's what we are singing about. We just have to say, every man to start. When you go to Rasta concert, bring Empress. Make it look joyful, look tremendous, make it look royal. Mm. You understand? That's the only way we'll get rid of certain things and certain yeah. elements. Blessed Rastafari, let's say the first. Rastafari. I just wanted to ask a, a few other little ones as well. I uh, wanted to know where the name Anthony B came from. Well, my middle name is Anthony and my last name is Blair. You know? right. So, so I right. say, like, oh, Babylon don't give me a name already, I just keep it. Then I stuck a next name for myself. Right. Let's remix the name. Yeah, let's remix the name oh, because yeah. <laughs> I take on 50 or 20 names in the Bible. Yeah. Time will come when you get the right name. Understand. Another one, um, I know you've had enough songs banned, but the first one I remember hearing about in Australia was Fire Upon Rome. And that got played heaps in Australia. It seemed like if it gets banned here, it gets played everywhere around the world. <laughs> Just even more. Yeah, because you see, maybe because Mr. Jones named the Night. I stand in Australia, so yeah. it don't really affect them. But That's right. in Jamaica, all the people talk about. I stand another song called "Now Vote Again," yeah. which is another bad band song. Yeah. Song called "Watch Where You Eat and Where You Drink and Where You Sleep." Cause that time was the invasion of the McDonalds. All these yeah. places to build up now, they were just coming in. Yeah. I understand. So at that time, I was trying to block them out right. to show Jamaican people that Respect look that. out these McDonalds and these backskin rabbits yeah. and these yeah. Respect that. I understand. So yeah, get a lot of fight out for that. Yeah. I understand. So right now, what's going on right now next? The next thing I look out now, I see is Jamaica is what? The 54th state or 53rd state of America. Mm. Guaranteed. Sell already. Deliver already. Paper signed. And over. Everything is just for the people you know right now. You will never find no way you find an American company. See? Come from California. Spend so much in a Jamaican airport. Eh? Mm. The contractor will build LAX and they build Montego Bay Airport. They will lease it for a couple of years. No, it's an American state. They must set up the airport so it can fit. The Americans build the whole airport? The Montego Bay Airport. Far out. I didn't know that. Yeah, man, a lot of things. So these are the things I have to know. At least right. know all of these things. Because we always have to know what's going on. You understand? So. Well, obviously. They um, are campaign for the Caribbean them spend US dollar now. Say again? They are campaign so the Caricom start to spend US dollars. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously, um, you tour all over Europe, and, and I wanted to ask, you played in Rome before. What's it like singing Fire Upon Rome 
in, over in Italy? Well, Anthony B is the king in Rome, you know? Yeah. Yeah, not the Pope. <laughs> you understand? Because in Rome, the Pope used Swiss guard to guard him in Vatican City, you know? Swiss guard? Yeah. Right. The guard that guard the Pope are Swiss guard, they're not yeah. from Italy. Okay. The only time the Pope come in Italy and march, they shot him. When the Pope is going to Italy, he got to go to Bulletproof. Anthony B go to Italy, it's 10 and 15,000 people come and say fire right. power. So he's the king in Italy, not the Pope. Yeah, the Pope suffer the people in Italy. His rent, his house, the Vatican houses are too dear, the taxes are too high. And the people, the people suffer under the regime of the Roman Catholic government. Mm. Understand? So yeah. when you sing these songs, you're singing from the heart and the, the, these people who feel the oppression. Because you don't need no glasses to see. Look at Mexico. Mexico is the neighbor in America. Mm. America is a free country. Mexico is a Roman Catholic country and they suffer the most. And they are a country that was richer than America, more wealthy than America. You understand? In the gold rush, they get more gold than America. America had to go to California to get gold. Right. There was already Mexico with all these gold and diamonds. So where are all these riches are? You understand? So it's there, same thing going on in, in Europe. A lot of these people suffer under this regime. Right. You understand? That's why Sicilian, Sicilian, Sicilian people become mafias and gangsters. You, know you go to Sicily, they tell you that no trailer come to Sicily. They don't take no trailer there, no gas truck don't come there, no bread van don't come there, no flower van don't come there. So if they, these people want flower van to come there, it's like living in Negril and everything come and stop in Savlamar. Mm. You have to drive car, go to Savlamar with gun and hijack mm. the truck, take it to Sicily. That's how these mafia things burn. Right. So these, these people, they don't support the, the, the Pope. You know? And the people of the world need to know that. You know? right. So you keep the fire burning. Yeah, man. Italian burn the Pope straight. Right. <laughs> All right, Anthony B. We've been talking so long, it's become dark now. So um, to, to wrap things up, do you ha is there any party messages you'd like to pass on to the Australian? Well, we're just going to say to Australia, I got an album. It's called Untouchable. Just like a cowboy living on the good side. Yeah, when I move, boy, sounds like when dove cry. Remember, I tell you. I'm untouchable. FBI, CIA, come and chase me. But I am uncatchable. That's my new album coming out in store. You don't know. So go out and support it. You understand? We also had a song with Wycliffe telling George Bush and Tony Blair to stop the war that's going on in Iraq. It's called Soldiers. Soldiers with a purpose. Not a rebel without a cause. So you don't know this is the album from Anthony B. It's my eighth album, so go out and support it. Real evolutionary, still blazing, still burning. Light it up! Yes, Anthony oh, B. Respect. Give thanks. Anthony B. speaking at the back of Jar Freedom Recording Studio in the rural Jamaica back in 2004. That's it for another episode. As always, if you've enjoyed the show and you haven't left a positive review on whatever platform you're listening to it on, please give the podcast a five-star rating if you can and tell anybody about it that might be interested in listening to this sort of thing. I'll be back again in a few weeks with one of my oldest interviews going back to the late 90s, an interview with one of the greatest producers in reggae music history. Thanks for listening and big up for making it all the way to the end of this podcast. Eyes is every time. Burn them skin, get burned!